come stop and take a trip down on my block what you see hidden potential young minds sharper than ginsu and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you no we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri This week, our StitchCast sits down and has a conversation with Health Education Coordinator, Sonia Kumpiku. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Everybody, thank you again for coming out. Thank you for joining us for actually our second story circle within our partnership with the St. Louis County and St. Louis City Libraries. Uh, we also want to thank the CDC Foundation for helping to make this possible as well. That being said, we are actually joined by the Health Education Coordinator. We have Sonia K with us. Now, uh, Sonia, I'm so glad that you don't mind being called by your first name because I do not want to mess up your last name on this recording. And <laughs> it, it's a complicated one. Thank you. Can you, uh, can you can you teach us how to with say Health it real Education quick? Coordinator yeah, it's Sonia Kumbakul. I tell people it rhymes with cubicle. <laughs> Got you, got you. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so we got Miss Kumbuku with us. And you we know how to say that. That's Sonya. actually not that bad. <laughs> just said, no, just stick with Sonya. <laughs> Sonya. Sonya. Is it Swahili? It's Indian. Oh, her. Mm. Oh, Indian. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I did read a bio, I did uh, read up on you, but. I still don't think that I could do as good of a job introducing you as you can do introducing yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into health, who you are as a person, and a little bit about your journey in health education? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you again for having me. Sure thing, like, of course. It was beautiful what you've done so far. Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Sonia. I studied public health. I got my master's in public health and focused on global health just because I liked the bigger perspective. And I got into it just because, I don't know, I just like really got into social justice and um, looking at everything. And I was like, wow, public health really is like health, safety, climate change, you know, just like sex, everything. It's everything, which has been really cool. And it's, it's all connected. So just to be able to work in that field and go from like working in like environmental justice things to COVID yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun just going around so yeah, I got my master's and then I joined the county after I graduated and I've been in the I've been a health education coordinator for two years now hey gotcha. let's go gotcha. nice. all right beautiful beautiful and wonderful Congrats. job Congrats. by the way Thank you. wonderful job congratulations on your on your journey and where you are right now Thanks. so uh COVID numbers are actually falling right now and um we have heard that it that it's partially because so many people have caught it already that their bodies are becoming, uh, their bodies are able to fight it off better, uh, partially because of vaccination numbers. Mm -hmm. So for people that are already hesitant with getting the vaccine, how exactly do you navigate uh, convincing them that it's still necessary to get vaccinated when numbers are falling 
that's a great question. I really, it's not really like trying to convince people, it's more like trying to lay out the facts and try to like ask like, what is the reason that you are hesitant? What have you heard? Because there is so much like misinformation out there and trying to combat that and just trying to figure out how to like, you know, say like 100 million people have gotten it, like millions of people have gotten it, it's safe, it's effective. Like it is great that we've had some like um, the cases are down right now, but as we see, like there's a lot of variants and there's a lot of like changing factors. And just so like we're using our different like toolkits, like the tools that we have to stay safe and protected because we've seen a lot of people die and a lot of people get hurt and it's hard to know what's going to happen. So like definitely just, yeah. yeah, doing as much as we can. So 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 what are, what what are the predictions right now like 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 with numbers falling are we expecting them to keep falling until until it's over or do we expect another rise what what are we looking at um, it's hard to know. I mean, it's hard to predict, right, obviously, but um, I think we are looking at like the UK numbers and it is great that like mask mandates were kind of like adjusting, shifting, depending on what's happening. And right now, just like with the like different sub variants, with what's happening, it's more just like kind of like continuing to like stay like aware and like, like if you're sick, like if you're sick, stay home. If you're like, if you are like if you've been affected, like do those like things to like maybe like don't see your friends or you know like stay like the distance so just like doing those things and continuing to be aware and just kind of like staying flexible because I think this is something that we're just gonna have to like continue to live with adapt with like it's I don't think it's gonna be going away forever it's gonna mm -hmm. be just like adapting to this new normal that we have and just adjusting so yeah gotcha. so when you say that are you saying you don't think it'll ever go away I mean it's it's so hard to know I think it might be something that we'll just like either like have a booster for every mm -hmm. year just kind of like adjusting depending on what's happening but it's really just like like being prepared adjusting to what what might happen and I mean right now the case is really low which is great but like I mean it could go up it could go down like it's hard to know and it's, definitely yeah. 100% so uh I know the audience has questions and uh with our last story circle we actually made the mistake of saving audience questions to the end so we didn't have enough time to ask a lot of audience questions so we'll kind of do a back and forth uh e i saw your hand up since uh the audience isn't mic'd just to repeat the question the question was what is the likelihood that the vaccine will cause long-term uh damage or long-term effects down the road what are the, what are the chances of uh the vaccine having negative effects five ten years down the road so we are still learning and I think it's as time goes by, but this isn't new science. So this is like technology and mRNA vaccine like but that we've been using for years. So thankfully it's not like completely new, like we've done this before, we used this before and and so far it's it's looking pretty good, which is great. But again, we don't have like official evidence for like the long term and it's, so it's a little bit vague and the uncertainty is there, but I think seeing how it's like been used before, it's worked well and not something that it's not like completely different it's like we can look at the ingredients it's all safe and effective which is really great to see just trusting i guess the science behind it too beautiful uh in the back uh we had another hand raised so the question was with the variant that's in the united kingdom 
uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the question is uh, what preventive measures are being taken and what preventive measures can be taken to keep that uh, variant from crossing the water over into North America? So right now we are just basically like seeing what's happening and being prepared and just continuing the push of like making sure people are getting their booster vaccine, making sure like if you aren't vaccinated, taking the proper steps. But it's good to see that the numbers are low right now and like the mask mandate is lifted but like continuing to like be aware of like what could happen and it's I think this is going to just like keep happening where it's like okay this is a possibility and we don't know how it's going to affect us here but just continuing to like learn and grow and then I, I think it just depends on what what happens here because it's unknown so um just like staying aware but yeah if you know what was the initial reaction to to other vaccines like the flu vaccine uh, was it was it similar to how people responded to the COVID vaccine? Um, I think for all vaccines, there's been a similar, like, you know, there's been a lot of mistrust with government and with a lot of just, like, who's been taken advantage of. And we can't ignore that. Like, that's something that's happened and, like, looking at the history. So just, like, regaining that trust, reshowing the science and just, like, with, like, proof with, like, the people that are doing it. And so it's not something we ignore. And I think, like, working for the government, something that we've, like, continued to face and laying it all out there, showing the facts, not trying to, you know, confuse or be like, okay, this is, you need to get, but it's just kind of, like, laying it out and hoping that people do try to like save each other protect each other as best as possible hey what's going on everybody you know what time it is time to pick the city up this week we have a story stitchers original song entitled worthy Spiraling down, wondering how I could bring him out Pick up a pen, pick up a pad, write everything I can think about Judging his past, they judging him bad Don't let it break him, but even now, even through smiles, even through laughs I see the things he don't speak about This what they all say, this what they all say His potential longest hallways, he bright as broad day He the strongest that I've ever known, so I know he'll rise And his talent in every word he wrote But towing lines are becoming just a statistic Pain in his life is given Pain is watching you become exactly what they predicted Pain is watching you let your pride sabotage your position When opportunity don't knock on doors of the hoods we live in Hurt to see them winning when they ain't nearly as gifted Thinking the game is equal then losing cause of your pigment Traumatized with no trauma units to help you heal it Pain is love, persevering, perception isn't I'm putting all these foggy lenses Leaning on the gifts of my i 
I have a question as yeah. far as uh, when you talk about um, the structure of government and in your position, how does the information get distributed? Because I assume it's like scientists and then it goes down to another layer and then to you. How does that look for you in that system? Yeah, right now, I, I we are in the health promotions department right now, so we there's like different weekly updates that goes out, so it's just like keeping up to date on like the, the continuing changing news or just news in general, so it's it's kind of like a trickle-down effect because like the BA2 subvariant, like, I'm learning about it too, so it's just like keeping up to date on what's happening and then just like making sure my sources are like good sources, not, you know, like making sure everything that is like verified and things, so, and then being not like a vessel but like being able to like repeat that especially like you know like break it down more so it's not like confusing because i know sometimes when i read i'm like what what is that <laughs> but just being able to like lay it out easier yeah what are our leaders in health doing to kind of ease some of that mistrust because of uh historical things yeah there's i've seen a lot of different webinars and a lot of just like coming out to the community and I think that's part of my job as like a health education coordinator like showing up to these events answering questions like just being available and accessible is a huge thing and I think that's why there's a lot of like you know even like resources supplies going like part of my like my job has shifted a lot like I you know went to churches and I gave out PPE like um, masks hand sanitizer stuff like that and just like being able to like give people information and you know that costs money and like making Definitely. sure everything is free and like you, it's easy to order it's easy to find like you can go to your library to get a vaccine you can go here like you can ask questions so just like making that infrastructure like there for like the people to access so it's not just like a secret and making sure everyone knows it's free and safe understood what are some of the most common reasons you get for someone being hesitant to get the vaccine um, I've heard a lot of side effect concerns. I think side effects have been something I've heard a lot and um, it, it depends. I think like people are afraid of like the uncertainty part and just like I've heard like oh it was sped up or it was new so just like trying to like it wasn't like it wasn't sped up it's like science that we've already had being retailored to this so it's just like listening understanding and there's a lot of like websites and um, that have like these questions and so it depends really but I think side effects and just like the, the fears is just there definitely understood I know I've definitely heard a lot of concerns with like blood clotting because mm -hmm. people have blood conditions or uh, fertility and uh, I don't know side effects with birth and things of yeah. that nature and I know that's all very significant and real for each individual mm -hmm. uh, and that was a good question you mentioned like what are the leaders doing to I guess mitigate those fears mm -hmm. um, so you being here is is really important so thank, thank you, you. Yes, thank you. absolutely of course, we have more questions, but I want to give the audience another chance to ask any questions that they have. Does anybody have any more questions? Um, he said, and I quote, <laughs> Do you be scared when you study and all that COVID stuff? I don't know if scared is the right word. I think like making sure I don't become numb to the information is is a thing because it's like you know it's not just for work it's it's everywhere it's like my daily life mm -hmm. is basically kind of the job so just just lifestyle. trying to stay like you know not lose 
to learn all his interests, but like to keep up to date and just like make sure everything's kind of fresh because I mean it can get tiring obviously, but yeah, I don't know if it's if fear is the right word, but more of a like, oh like here's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> now um I guess this is kind of like a two-part question. First, uh, how do you keep yourself from becoming desensitized? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure with a career in health, you're under a little more, for lack of a better word, pressure mm -hmm. to to not be desensitized, uh, a pressure mm -hmm. that us as civilians don't experience. You know, so we don't mm -hmm. have that pressure. So what do you do to, to keep yourself from becoming desensitized? And what can we do as people who don't, who aren't under that same pressure due to uh, keep from being desensitized? Making sure that I am being in community helps a lot. Just like hearing people's stories, being able to like interact with people that like have been affected and it's like a continual change. So just staying up to date on that, but then like also keeping the balance for myself too. Like, you know, having fun and dancing, but also like being aware and like, I when I talk to my friends about it, I'm like I don't know if I want to talk about COVID because it's you know work, but Everything. just like keeping keeping up to date, but also just encouraging the growth like with with myself too. I mean it's a process. So how was your mental during the COVID when COVID first cracked off? Like how was your mental state? Um, it ups and downs. Ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I li I live by myself, so there was a lot of like feeling of isolation initially, and mm -hmm. I have a cat. Which I'm <laughs> I like but I mean just yeah. like keeping that like my friend group kind of like solid and thankfully like I got really close with my coworkers and I was telling my friend earlier that um just being able to like I, even though I work from home just being able to like go out in the community safely and like still interact was has like been keeping me kind of like going and then being able to see like look we have a vaccine now it's not just like this there's like some light at the end of the tunnel so seeing Indeed. seeing that has been really great but how's your mental health? Are you, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. So far, still striving. Still striving. Yeah. Everybody else good? Yeah. Mm. I, I mental health. Uh, yeah. Yo, mental first health. of all, thank you for asking. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I, uh, yeah, I think I'm in a good mental space right now. Indeed. Man, when it started, I was isolated for eight months straight. Jeez. Just, I, I mean, I left this position in, in property management, like, right before i don't know it was kind of like divine timing mm -hmm. but i was like let me just remove myself from this and I, it was a lot of unlearning and relearning always looking into new information always being a student to life mm -hmm. and then addressing a lot of trauma because i feel like with this pandemic last time uh with the previous story circle uh she said we botched it like we didn't do the best who said it the do uh, Dr. Davis. She said we were her favorite interview. No, I'm talking about the pandemic. Oh, yeah, like uh, my, bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad. I misunderstood. My bad. He had to flex real quick. <laughs> With this pandemic, it's like we didn't we didn't do everything exactly. that we could have done. Um, but uh, I feel like a lot of people's emotions got riled up when you you know you can't do the things you once did. You get really frustrated. I've seen people in lines like, excuse me. Can you back up? Do you know what's going on in the world? Mm -hmm. And that just caused a lot of static. And I feel like two years post this pandemic, it's like, I mean, we're still in it, but I feel like there is starting to be more leniency, mm -hmm. like mass mandates are dropping. But another thing while I was working, there are cases that people took this to court, like about their children going to school and having to do that. So I want to direct that question to you. How do you feel about when people go to court over health issues? Because it's it's kind of like for the greater good, 
but everybody has their own free will. So mm-hmm. what is your take on that? Yeah, I mean, my personal take or the governor? <laughs> Either way. Um, I think it's hard just because it's sad that like health and vaccines and safety is like kind of political now. Mm-hmm. And so just like seeing that happen, it's like our reality. And it's like, like me being like, well, this is unfortunate because we have like so many, you know, other things that we kind of focus on, but just kind of like, understanding the reality of the situation and like my perception huh? reality perception Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. yeah it changes so just being aware and i mean i can't like be like don't do that but i mean it's more just uh, for the best. how damaging do we feel like social media might have been to getting the right information out or 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 not necessarily right information but to getting accurate information out super super damaging for sure i mean this is social media has like exploded in the past few years so just like adjust like seeing what that is and then like every person kind of gets a different feed i guess it's the right answer so it's not like you can control what that person sees or what that person sees it's kind of like based on your interests and i feel like now they put a little bit more like safeguards i guess is the right word like oh you're talking about covid like maybe like don't listen to this random post that has a few view like like look at like the actual facts like redirecting and seeing like how that's happened has helped but like initially that wasn't there so it was just you know an onslaught of information from all over and not knowing who like making like verifying your sources trusting who to listen to and like knowing their credentials their background i think is super important so your due diligence most of well unfortunately that that ain't the way it work right like 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 even if there is an article on a news feed most people just read the headline of the article Mm -hmm. and then scroll past with the confidence as if they you know i'm saying they know what's going on you know what i'm saying and we know that a lot of headlines are created to get people to read the article not necessarily Mm -hmm. to give you accurate information and even if it was made to give you accurate information a headline is like less than a sentence so say clickbait yeah most def yeah i definitely get that and i definitely agree with that it's hard to get the right information out so for for people my age this is the first pandemic that we've uh first global pandemic that we've actually been able to witness and go like whoa you know like like that we're old enough to look at and actually know what's going on Mm -hmm. um have previous pandemics had similar reactions and if not is that because of social media? Um, this is my first pandemic as well. What you mean? <laughs> I'm right, not that right, old. But yeah, definitely I feel like it, it changed because your information was like your neighbor who got it or like kind of like, you know, it wasn't like a tweet that somebody read. It's more like, oh, my friend had this friend, but I'm sure with even like oral communication, there were also false, but just like seeing how information disseminated, like hoping that our resources and our things are more in place but i feel like it's harder because it's like it's not like your neighbor who got it is kind of telling you which is also a factor but it's like this random thing that i saw on facebook right is my like source so, right yeah. right my neighbor ain't no doctor <laughs> yeah. what I want. uh i see you got a question so uh to briefly uh summarize what the question was she said um the vaccine seems to have came so quickly while we still have diseases like AIDS and certain types of cancer and HIV that that we have yet to get a vaccine for. 
So why were we able to get a vaccine for COVID so quickly when we've been working for years and years and years on getting these other vaccines or uh, getting cures, cures for these other uh, diseases and uh, viruses? Yeah. So we kind of mentioned it before. It's just that this virus isn't new. So this, we've seen this, like, I don't I think it's coronavirus, but like the SARS isn't new. So we've had that, like that mRNA, that technology already. It was just adjusting for the, like this COVID-19 coronavirus thing. So it's not, it was like, even though it's like, people think it's fast, it's more like using that existing data, which has been, or like existing vaccine that has been already made and like backed and like using this technology and kind of shifting it for like this, for COVID-19. So it's it's hard because they're all they're all so different so it's like it's nice because we have like seen this before even like not seen this before but we've seen uh, like a different virus of the same like viral pathogen so it's more just like using that technology adjusting for that and hopefully we'll get things for the other stuff too because it it is unfortunate that we're still and just like noticing that like we don't have that yet but at least we have this and at least we can stop deaths from that a little bit more so and it is 100% effective like no no matter what vaccine you get against preventing deaths which is like amazing and like seeing that happen and yeah so um really quickly before we wrap up Mm -hmm. um what are the I guess opti- obstacles right now that uh, that uh, the health leaders are facing when it comes to curing and uh, vaccinating against diseases and viruses that have been here uh, for years now, like uh, like HIV and uh, cancer. Yeah, I I mean right now we do have like prep in fa- in place. So if you are like I'm going to have sex with someone who's HIV positive, we have like these we have um, two different tools that you can use so that you don't get it, and then like chemo. So it's really just like I think they're continuing. There's all the research continuing. There's all this. We're, it's still learning, and like we're we're trying to figure it out. I'm sure like we would love to like cure cancer, but it's it's complicated and it's like there's still a lot of research happening so 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 clearly some viruses are more complicated to vaccinate against than yeah exactly it's like it's a whole other science so it's kind of hard it's not like an umbrella like this we have this so we can fix all of this it's kind of like we have this for this but this would be different sorry i guess you can't see hand gestures in the mic but yeah i mean (laughs) you you can look up at the ceiling and talk if you wanted to in cameras and nothing (laughs) Well, um, okay, beautiful. So obviously we'd love to keep the conversation going. Unfortunately, we are out of time. So uh, as we wrap up, I do want to thank you for coming. I want to thank everybody else for coming, everybody for your questions, everybody that participated. Um, for everybody that will later listen to this story circle, what would you what would you like to say to people that are still kind of um, on the fence about getting the vaccine? Um, I would say like do your research and try to get get the facts go to the cdc website go to like your health department talk to someone that's gotten the vaccine or talk to your like um someone that you trust someone like with like the knowledge and if it's like your your doctor if it's um just a vaccinator at your local library just like just talk and ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions like ask what's what's why you're hesitant ask why if you're afraid why like why is it so like not be afraid to engage with people i think is the thing and continuing to listen to stuff like this beautiful beautiful everybody under the sound of my voice i want to thank you for tuning in i've been your host brandon lewis (laughs) and we out thank you for listening Thank you.
thank you for listening. We want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Story Stitches is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lust Corporations, the Charity Pot, and March for Our Lives Aid and Allowance. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.